Show me the science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello again, everybody. This is Luke O'Neill, and welcome to my Show Me the Science podcast. Now, I know you're going to love this one. Several people, but I want to say several, I mean two people, let's not exaggerate, um, have emailed me to ask me to cover this one. This is the science of dog intelligence. Sit back and relax or walk if you're walking, listening to me. By the way, at least three people have said they, they love listening to me as they walk, so it's great. Uh, you may be walking on your brisk exercise. Very good for you. Superb. If you see a dog go by, have a think about this. Is that dog intelligent or not? And and, and I guess it, it's interesting. It's come up. And the people who've asked me to uh, talk about it, they may have seen the same article. that I, I, I searched for this, having had the suggestion. That it's a very interesting article. And I know there's been three or four reports on this about dog intelligence. How clever are dogs? Now, I can't overemphasize how important dogs are to us as a species. We love them, don't we? And as many as a third... Of Irish households, at least the ones that don't live in high-rise blocks, I suppose, and can't keep dogs, have a dog as a pet. So they're wonderful, wonderful creatures, and we love them to bits, don't we? And lots of people, lots of friends of mine uh, are crazy about their dogs, and, and, they do, and they go for walks and all kinds of things. So it's a very interesting topic, isn't it, for us all? Now, um, you know, the evidence, I'm going to talk about how we domesticated them and all the rest of it as well, and uh, the history of us as a species and dogs as a species a lot has been studied about this over the years actually and also the beneficial effects of them so there's loads of science about this really and in fact um, what I'm going to tell you at the end is which is the smartest dog now that will create instant controversy I'm sure you feel my dog is the smartest uh, but there has been studies to measure the intelligence of dogs how clever they are now of course what determines intelligence is, is a controversy in itself but still I'm going to give you the top six cleverest dogs in the room if you will before we get there though let's begin with the history of us and dogs when did we first domesticate dogs well loads and loads of studies on this amazingly and it's partly genetic looking at the genes in dogs now and then trying to figure out when the ancestral dog was and, and which dogs in the wild that are still in the wild are related to the ones that we've domesticated, for example, because you can track it back using DNA. So DNA evidence will tell us some of this. Secondly, obviously finding dog bones, uh, fossilised bones and so on in human communities, and that's quite common. So the ancient Egyptians would be buried with their dogs. Of course, the Egyptians thought jackals were extremely important. You know, The Chinese really valued dogs so very often owners were buried with their dogs so again you can date those and figure out when it all happened they reckon and, and now the thing that it's a bit controversial and if there is a dog genomics expert listening in don't be too harsh on me because i'm trying to find out the latest on this it probably was thirty thousand years ago we reckon is when humans first managed to domesticate dogs for the first time uh, that date can range from fifteen thousand years ago but certainly it's tens of thousands of years ago and of course the reason that happened is obvious in a way and it probably began with wolves. Now, we know from the genomics that the ancestral dog that was the first to be domesticated, if you like, was a wolf. And there are grey wolves that are still in the wild that are related to all the dog breeds we now have. Now, it isn't the same. The ancestral wolf has died out. Uh, but the grey wolf is also descended from this ancestral wolf, if you will. Grey wolves are the siblings, if, if that's the right word, for the dogs we have domesticated. So some ancestral wolf was domesticated and then gave rise to all the breeds through selective breeding. And the grey wolf in the wild is related to the ancestral wolf as well. And that's quite compelling evidence. Um, it also looks as if uh, dog domestication happened several times in different parts of the world. 
us humans are clever, aren't we? Agriculture was discovered in several places almost simultaneously. In other words, it can't be a case that, say, a guy in China domesticates a dog and then brings that dog to Europe. There was an independent domestication event happening in Europe, we think. Possibly, because humans are very good at observing things, aren't we? And we have a number of um, ideas as to how it happened. There's the campfire hypothesis, uh, which I quite like because I like campfires. Uh, so, you know, can you imagine 30,000 years ago, we're all around a campfire and a wolf comes close. And of course, the wolf might come close to rob some food or maybe to attack us or whatever it might be. Some of those wolves got captured and domesticated and maybe the, the tamer wolf because remember, in a pack of wolves, one of the pack might be very tame. And that's the one you want to domesticate. The savage guy, you can't really domesticate him too much, can you? So probably a tame wolf was captured and domesticated. And then all the dog breeds are descended from that domesticated wolf. Very, very interesting, isn't it? And that would have happened. Now, why did we do it? Well, as a pet, obviously it became nice for us to have a pet and we could hang out with the, with the wolf, as it were, you know, and so on. But of course, immediately we realized, could we train them? And again, humans began to train these dogs and that became extremely useful to us because obviously they could hunt for us, for example. They could protect us from other animals that are trying to attack us. And they were the two main functions, we think, hunting and protection. And dogs then join our family. And then we realised pretty quickly we love them and we look after them and we feed them in all kinds of ways, you see. So, so it's very interesting that this happened. And, and again, you can see that you can see the sense of it. And of course, we know how useful dogs are lately. Dogs have a spectacular sense of smell. Uh, they're very good at, they're much better than we do, you know, and that can be deployed in hunting, of course, and dogs can sniff out the prey and so on. And then, as, as again, as, as, as we may have discussed before, they can sniff diseases. I think I covered this before, I may do it again. Dogs can sniff cancer in people because the, the, the cancer tumours will exude certain um, uh, volatile chemicals and dogs can sniff that. Uh, and, and in fact, dogs are being used to diagnose COVID even in airports, can you believe it? They can also sniff drugs. And of course, we, we use dogs in airports as well uh, to sniff drug smuggling, don't we? So the sense of smell has been deployed initially um, initially for, uh, for, for hunting, but now beyond that as well, dogs are used in that way. Now, let's move on though to dog intelligence and it's very very interesting now how do you measure intelligence well you test humans in various ways can they remember things can you teach them things and all that kind of thing and with dogs they've realized now get ready for this most dogs are as intelligent as a two and a half year old child now isn't that striking so they're very very intelligent in various ways and you can teach dogs to do things just like you can teach a two and a half year old uh, one hugely interesting study was they got a border collie that particular breed and that border collie could learn a thousand words now you, the dogs aren't speaking to us obviously but they would respond in a different way to a thousand different words. Now that just shows you. It's spectacularly good, really, in a way. Uh, the second thing they could show dogs have is emotional intelligence. They're very good at reading your mood or social cues that you might give. Very, very interesting. So it's a second type of intelligence, I guess. And the third type of intelligence is jealousy. Now there's the thing for you. Dogs will display jealousy as well, and they see that as a kind of a sign of intelligence. And dogs know their owners. I mean, anybody with a dog will tell you that. A really good example of that would be, uh, now again, how scientists do these things, I don't know. But if you soaked a rag or a cloth in, in, in an owner's sweat, 
the dog could easily detect the owner, and that is a type of intelligence. That makes sense, doesn't it? Because the dog is wanting to know who its owner is, and the owner will give it food, or whatever it might be. But dogs can tell through sense of smell who its owner is. And, and in fact, that was very nice. They could use, um, again, brain scanning in dogs. Uh, the caudate nucleus lit up when the dog smelled sweat of the owner, and that's a reward center. So, of course, the, the dog is feeling a sense of reward when it smells the owner and then might behave in a certain way and so on. And, and then the owner looks after the dog, I suppose, is what we think is going on there. Um, the jealousy one was a fascinating one. Uh, you could train a dog to extend its paw. Now, we might have all done this, you know. But if the owner favoured another dog and tried to get the dog they owned to extend the paw, shrug, shrugs, you know, forget that. I'm not going to extend my paw to you. I'm jealous. You know, why are you showing attention to the other dog? You know, so again, doggy jealousy is a feature. And again, that's one way to measure these types of intelligence, I suppose, is the way to think of it. Now, um, one very interesting part of this, by the way, is they've measured in the, in the brains of dogs what's called synaptic plasticity. Now, there's a real mouthful, but neuroscientists measure how plastic your brain is, how adaptable it is in various ways, I guess. And the more adaptable your brain is, the more intelligent you are, is the idea. And they have a reasonable level of synaptic plasticity. And in fact, they compared uh, the synaptic plasticity of, of, of a dog's brain. Again, the border collie was used uh, to wolves. The wild wolves were measured as well. How they trapped a wolf to do this, I don't know. But the dogs we have, much more synaptic plasticity. So it looks as if the dog we've bred, we've bred intelligence into that dog. And those dogs are more intelligent than their wild cousins, if you will. And, and this synaptic plasticity means they're better at learning and better at memory. So again, loads and loads of evidence of intelligence in dogs. Um, another one to mention just before I give you uh, our top uh, list of, of dogs is eye contact. And dogs can maintain it. They can alter the eyes. They can lift their eyebrows. Again, dog owners will be, have loads of stories about this. And that's empathy. It's a signal. You know, it's fantastic. And, and, and again, it looks like we bred that into the dogs. Now, they are pack animals. So they may well be doing this among each other and trying to, you know, kowtow to the, the leader of the pack, shall we say. So some of that might be to do with them as, as pack animals. But we'll see, you know, whether, that, whether that's the real reason. for it. But certainly, I hope I've convinced you now, a whole slew of, scientific evidence that uh, dogs can show evidence of intelligence in all these different ways. Really, really interesting. Now, let me now come back now. Can we tell the different breeds? Now, what's really interesting is the, the descendants, all these breeds that we have, of the wolf, many changes have happened. Now, they're quite clearly the same species. They're all dogs. They could easily interbreed. But there's big differences. Coat colour was bred into dogs, for example. Um, it's probably because we liked certain colours of, of the uh, of the dog, right? The second thing is their digestive system changed. Um, domesticated dogs are much better at digesting fat, say, than a wild dog is. And then again, that must have been dietary. We began feeding them these high-fat diets and the dogs that survived, if you will, I suppose, again, it's evolution in a sense, could digest the fat very clearly. So there's a big long list of how domesticated dogs differ to wild dogs, but intelligence is number one in many ways in terms of how we've, we've, uh, we've managed to breed intelligence into these dogs. Now, are you ready for the controversy? The top six dogs based on intelligence testing. Well, I've given away the first one already if you're listening. I wonder should I send you all a multiple choice questionnaire to make sure you're listening to my podcast. Um, number one, the Border Collie. That turns out to be a very, very smart dog. And the word learning, all these different metrics, number one was the Border Collie. So congratulations. 
anybody who has a border collie, you're dealing with the smartest dog in, 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 in all the dog breeds. Number two, poodles. Now, I thought that was great. Poodles get a bad rap. You know, they're a bit like dumb animals, although they're not. They're beautiful, beautiful creatures. But people often wonder about poodles being clever. Very, very clever. Number two in our top six parade of uh, clever dogs is the poodle. Number three, the German Shepherd. And again, many owners will say, lovely dogs. Now, all the dogs are lovely. I'm not trying to... Uh, to say one beats the other and in fact the, the differences between these is a bit small uh, but still they are the, the, the league table uh, German Shepherds very clever dogs they, they're very good at guarding and all kinds of things number four the Golden Retriever that's number four number five is the Doberman Pinscher number five on the intelligence list and number six is the Sheepdog now I was devastated I thought Sheepdogs because we see we, you know, Sheepdogs are wonderful aren't they for helping us very early on once we domesticated many animals Sheepdogs were deployed to help us herd sheep and so on they're number six in the top six dogs in terms of intelligence but as i say uh, when we do a scientific experiment we look for what are called error bars and the measurements i suspect the error bars overlap any scientists listening even know what i'm talking about there are marginal differences all of these dogs are very smart and really every dog breed will display intelligence and the question is how many dogs were tested and so on but there we have it Border Collie, Poodle, German Shepherd, Golden Retriever, Doberman and Sheep Dogs are the top six dogs. And remember, they are your best friend. Very clever animals, wonderful animals. They've helped us in so many ways. And I hope you all love your dogs. And if you don't, please do. Very, very important. So thanks for listening. Uh, that is my podcast this week. And remember, my podcast is available every Thursday for downloading. Now, I'm hoping Owen is going to add at the end a whole lot of dogs making lovely noises to, to, uh, to uh, celebrate dogs. And thanks very much for listening. And it's a News Talk production. Oh!